another episode of Ghibli Jabber. I'm Nick, and I'm here with... Trevor. On each episode of Ghibli Jabber, we discuss one of the works of Japanese film studio, Studio Ghibli, through the eyes of a fan, that's me, and a newbie, that's Trevor. This week we're discussing Isataka Hata's fourth feature, 1999's My Neighbours the Yamadas, which is a series of vignettes about the life and misadventures of the Yamada family in contemporary Japan. The vignette style comes from its manga roots, and the film is presented, unlike previous Ghibli films, with a comic strip aesthetic. Now, seen in a few places, the Yamada is referred to as the Japanese Simpsons. Uh, But while the Simpsons sort of wears its very Western pop cultural sensibility on its sleeve, the Yamadas feel a little bit more grounded in the minutiae of everyday life um, for a family in Japan. Trevor, did you find that... uh, the exploits, and more importantly, the humour of the film translated for you? Or did you find that it was a little bit lost in translation? Um, no, it did translate to me. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that the trans- I liked the, the humour that was translated to me. Um, but no, I got it. I actually kind of felt, oof, this might kind of sound rude, but I felt like the humour was just so... Uh, not very smart humour. It just felt very slapsticky and easy, and uh, and not pushing any boundaries either. I don't know, just very safe, safe humor. Yeah, like it felt like the sort of you know small smiles you might get from reading sort of you know a three panel comic strip in the paper, you know, about a family. Yes, and it's like, oh, you ate my food. Or like like an old Nickelodeon. Like this seems like something that you would go back during World War II in America to get away from like, you know, the stress of war and watch these little Nickelodeons like, and you're like, oh, that made me smile. Yeah. I mean, I can go into deeper. I don't know why this was a film. This seems like a glorified this seems like a glorified pilot to become a TV show, like a kid's cartoon. Um, and the fact that it is kind of done in this comic strip booky kind of way, it seems like we're watching the storyboards for a pilot of an animated show. I don't know if the medium is, the medium works for what the film is doing, but I don't think it should be a film. I don't know why they put this in theaters. I would have been so mad if I went to go see this and I was just shown uh, 70 different vignettes and they're all basically the same vignette over and over and over again. We're basically just supposed to take from it that brother and sister don't get along all the time, but mom and dad sure do love each other, even if they don't get (laughs) along either. Like, I get it. I get it. Got it in the first five minutes. Don't need to see it ever again. (laughs) So you didn't love this movie? <laughs> I did not. I was, I, yeah, no, I did not like this movie too much. I don't think that it's like, I thought that it was a fun, like I imagine it was fun for them to make it, but it also didn't film like it was, it, I don't feel like there was a lot of care or love put into this film. It, feel, it feels like somebody doodling and messing around and then was like, oh, should we put out a movie this year? Yeah, wrap it all up and get some voice actors in here real quick. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I also like this a lot more than you did. I mean, this is definitely not top tier, <laughs> top tier for me. 
and I mean, I think of of all the um of all the Takahata films, this feels a lot more inconsequential. I mean, you know, he did Grave of the Fireflies, and he also did this. <laughs> They're very different movies, and yeah. even like which even Pompoko, yeah, even Pompoko, which is like you know, you could say it's like a silly comedy, but it's also got a lot of you know anger and points it's trying to make, and it's trying to do things in an interesting way. And this is yeah, this this is a little bit. Um, Samey, it, it, you can tell if if you didn't know it came from sort of like a comic, um, sort of a manga sort of uh, origin, you, you could tell immediately that that's basic. It basically feels like you know they just took a few a few of them, then just sort of slapped it together. But I kind of like. I mean, yeah, this is obviously this is nothing like any of the other ones that have come before and will come after. I kind of like the sort of bit of the palate cleanser sort of. Um, feel of watching this amongst you know Princess Mononoke and Spirited Away like it's very like oh this is cute oh you know and I mean yes it's very I wouldn't you know it's not the wittiest movie of all time but I did I did laugh well maybe not laugh I did smile at quite quite a lot of the the humor because and I guess to get to the to the thing that I asked you in the beginning whether it translated and for you it did and I'd say a lot of what, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the humor, and I guess which is maybe part of the reason why it did feel so like vanilla for you, is that it is sort of, it's a we would get similar sort of sketches if it was about, you know, you know American life or you know Australian life. It, it does feel quite universal yeah. in that way. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of little touches, um, you know, just the sort of their focus on like their lunches and things like that. And like those sort of things would be slightly different in that context. And I think there's like a whole sequence where they all, they all start like forgetting everything. Like everyone forgets things that goes on way too long. But I think, I think the end point is that like they had too much ginger or something. And I was like, wait, is that a thing? Like, does ginger make oh, you forget? Yeah. Did you know, like, is that a thing that you? Yeah. Know? I didn't really get that. I didn't really okay. get that either. I was just assuming I'm like, I know they eat a lot of ginger. I don't particularly eat a lot of ginger, so <laughs> maybe that's something that didn't necessarily translate. But I mean, yeah. to to your point, and you kind of brought this up earlier, um, where it's kind of like, it's kind of like The Simpsons, or it's kind of like, it's it's little tidbits. I mean, these ones are way smaller than like you would see in an episode of The Simpsons, or even in an episode of any um, televised uh, animated comedy. Um, but you tend to have very, very shorter episodes or very, very shorter stories for the episodes. Sometimes you have two stories per episode in some of these, like SpongeBob SquarePants or what have you. So I guess the reason why, I mean, I already kind of hit on it. The reason why I didn't particularly love this is because the, the format doesn't seem correct with what they're, with what they're doing with it. Like, I don't think that film serves this type of story or comedy well. This is not a film to me. This is a television show. This is a Nickelodeon. This is uh, something like a shorts you'd see on like YouTube these days for younger kids. And it would be like a five minute short. And it's like, oh, the neighbors. And you would get a new one once a week or something. Like that wouldn't bother me as much. But that it's packaged together as just this film. And it non-stop over and over and over again where I'm just like is it going to end yeah it feels very much what like I haven't seen a lot of them but 
you know how like the Simpsons sort of started as like shorts for the Tracy Ullman show. It's very much like it could be yes the, the, the same sort of um, content basically. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't necessarily defend the movie on the grounds that you're uh, packing it on, but I think I don't know by you know taking I guess quite a popular Japanese family and so or you know I assume I don't really know anything about the context of this beyond what I've read briefly before um, recording this but um, it's sort of the movie format is allowing to sort of package it up as sort of these characters representing all the various sides of you know not the various sides of humanity but like you know a like they're a family with, with characters of sort of different ages so it's sort of, you know, this is what life is like, you know, for a child and, you know, for an adult and for a grandmother yeah. and, you know, the various things they go through. This the And these are the sort of things that in our lives we have issues with. You know, we have fights over, um, you know, what's on, you know, who's in control of the remote. Like there's a whole sequence where they're sort of like battling it out, which is, I think is cute. Um, you know, who's, <laughs> you know, who's in charge of, you know, getting the tea if they stand up kind of thing. And it's sort of, versus like like the shorts in isolation you put them all together and they sort of are more representative of society and like all the different parts of life i think it's sort of it but i think that it's greater than the sum of its parts is what i'm trying to say i suppose it sort of creates a bit slightly more of a tapestry of life by having all these different sort of um vignettes so versus whether this would just be like a 20 minute tv show or like a three minute short I think chucking them all together gives it a story itself where it's sort of by virtue of them sort of being um, like the sort of montage um, compilation of these things, it, 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 it carries a little bit more weight. And by the end of it, you're like, oh, that was nice. I feel like I spent time, spent time with these characters, even though we're only seeing them sort of scene to scene doing things. Yeah. And I guess... And I know that we're not trying to convince each other like of our own viewpoints, but and I, I I definitely get what you're saying because there's also like there's kind of that little thread throughout the film in the beginning where we start with the grandma telling them what marriage is and what raising a family is, and then it kind of goes to the end where the father is doing that to um, the new couple at the end, and so it's kind of like this thread. So I definitely get that. I guess for me, Wrong. it's. The form of it, no, it's not wrong, but the form of it, it starts to cannibalize itself because I, st- I start to forget the vignettes. And so I start to lose, uh, lose a lot of that cohesion because I'm being inundated with so many little stories that don't really go together. I'm, or I'm like, oh, okay, I need to, I'm forgetting that one because I'm already getting a new one. And so that's where it kind of loses its power to me. Like you bringing up some of these vignettes, I'm like, oh my God, I don't even remember that. Like, because it's just so many. Yeah, I suppose. But I guess that's sort of what life is almost. Like we don't really have a narrative in our life. Like it's sort of just like a series of of moments. And if, you know, if we're looking back on our life, it might be- You don't have a narrative in your life? No, I wish. (laughs) Prince of Australia, (laughs) looking for the one. Um, You know what I mean? Like, so by watching it like this, I do, you know, I, I get a sense of, you know, the life of a family because these are sort of the various moments throughout a day and throughout a year 
that you know one might sort of look back on or the stupid things you'd remember yeah and then it's also like there are you know there are literally like 10 second ones and then it takes the time to tell like maybe five ten minute stories like it's sort of yeah like the beginning with um you know like the wedding speech that's sort of Mm -hmm. you know where the where they sort of tell the whole story of you know from sort of life to death and like um the story of the family (laughs) in one go and then they have like losing um nonako at the store and then there's the thing with the sort of biker gangs there's like a few long stories to sort of give us a little bit more of a hold on these characters beyond like their sort of immediate reactions to like a couple of quick things in the moment um i think that helps a little bit definitely and i also think that i mean you you pointed out a little bit earlier that you we kind of see ourselves in these and so i get that like like some of them i could remember it's like like the one where um the dad's like hey we're gonna order out tonight because mom's sick like I, I feel like that's so that I mean at least when I grew up if my mom was sick my dad ordered pizza so like mm-hmm. I it's it's it, like you said it's those little moments where like okay yeah I like kind of smiled a little bit but then yeah so I get that like I kind of yeah we you can kind of like any one of these moments you could pinpoint and ha- it would help you remember some little insignificant moment in your life so yeah yeah okay so beyond the um, content what did you think of the animation? Because I think it's quite amazingly done. I think there's, even though it's obviously, it's given sort of like a sketchier style, I don't think there's any sort of less detailed, um, like uh, it's less detailed, but in a different way. Like there's a lot of time and effort that went into sort of creating this aesthetic. I think it's quite beautiful. What, what are your thoughts on the artistry of it? I would say that, yes, it has aesthetic in spades, but I'm not, I'm not blown away or fascinated by it. Like, I, I get the format, the format, the vignettes. I get, I kind of get his, the drive for him to do it, but it also kind of just feels, I don't know how much the format or that style of animation aids at the actual storytelling. And so for me, I then come to a conclusion of like, I just want to see the full frame. I don't want to see kind of your rough drawn out storyboards of what this scene would look like. Um, So I don't, I didn't, I don't, yeah. It, I get what he was doing. I don't think it necessarily succeeded in making it better. So therefore I don't care for it. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Now here's why you're wrong. Um, not kidding. Uh, I suppose two, two things. I don't really know what this manga looks like. It it may be mm-hmm. it may look exactly like that, and that might be the reason why it's done in that style. Obviously, um, and I can. That's like you know that, that's a reason why it, why it is just like that. Obviously, you could make the decision to you know make it a little bit more dynamic or you know have it more sort of filled in. Uh, but I could understand why there's why he they might be sort of just mimicking the style of the, the manga. Secondly... They're not I mimicking said, the style of the manga. I'm looking up images right different. now, so this is some live fact-checking. Yeah. Like? It's way more like... It's way more like a, like a Simpson-y kind of thing. Do so, they kind of look the hmm. same, though? Or? Oh, yeah. Like, they look... Like, the characters look the same, but I felt like the characters had a little bit more um, development in the animation anyway. But, like, 
their surroundings and things like that are way more done in. The movie is more comic book strippy. This doesn't look comic book strippy. Mm -hmm. Well, I suppose my second point is that it kind of adds a little bit to the, what I was talking about, the sort of, just sort of like little sketches of life kind of thing. Like the sort of, you know, these aren't necessarily important moments in these characters' lives. They're just like, you know, little little fleeting moments that one wouldn't necessarily remember or if they did, they wouldn't really have any strong opinion on it either way. That sort of, the sort of sketchiness of it kind of. Kind like of like an only yesterday, the memories. Yeah, exactly. Um, obviously they're a lot more detailed than this, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's the sort of, that's where I can see the aesthetic serving or at least um, representing the sort of story it's trying to tell. Well, it's not a trying to tell story, but like the sort of tone it's trying to sort of convey through these little slices of life that sort of get, um, we sort of get dropped into. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously not as detailed as something like Only Yesterday, which has a lot more sort of um, thought and purpose behind the various visual um, choices it makes. But I do, I, I quite like, as something completely different from everything that's come before i quite enjoy um watching this movie because i think it's it is even though it's sketchy it feels very fluid um and i think it's it's quite beautiful and different in that sense and then also change like during the scenes when they're sort of confronting the biker gang for moments it comes a little bit more traditionally animated i don't know if you sort of notice that when you watch it but they for a little while they become less cartoony as sort of the stakes become a little bit more serious and then they just sort of yeah. come back to their, their little squatty characters that they are. So like, there are a few moments where the sort of the animation sort of gets a little bit more filled in. And like, even in like the opening sequence where, um, you know, there's a whole yeah. narrative of them, like sort of like the metaphor of them sort of sailing through life kind of thing. Like the, the animation becomes a lot more detailed in those moments. And then there are scenes where they're just, it's them sitting like at a table and it feels like they are just sort of stick figures almost. So like, it's not like there is a little bit of um, variety in the way that it's presented. I think and I keep I think that keeps it interesting, and especially when they're doing like watching things on TV. Like that um, animation is sort of quite fluid and um, detailed. I think so. Yeah. So there's I do quite like what it's giving us, even if it's not quite what we're used to in a traditional film um but yeah in terms of yeah i i don't have a lot more to talk about um with this apart from sort of the visuals because yeah like you said there's there's not much to grab onto from a story point and then also from a character point they're fairly Mm -hmm. stock types um as opposed to sort of yeah and like static they're static characters they don't really go through much so do you have a favorite shot or sequence? Um, I guess I have a favorite vignette. If I have to. <laughs> I guess I could really take it. Really hated this movie. Yeah, I guess if I have to. No, I loved the shot of, and I, li- I liked the creativity and the, the, the shots surrounding um, how they got their babies, their kids. 
like cracking open that peach looking thing and like <laughs> hacking down that bamboo like i like that that was it was beautiful and it was cute and it just and the, the, the storks going over the head i was like oh yeah mm. it's very universal in terms of how even just children understand where babies come from um but my favorite vignette even though it was so stupid i actually did like kind of laugh out loud was the one when the the boy is like oh dang i forgot my umbrella and that girl's like oh hey you can you can borrow mine and then runs up to that boy i don't have my umbrella and he's like okay bye i yeah i pretty much laughed i was like that little bitch <laughs> but also <Yeah>. me <laughs> you've been that guy <laughs> Oh, I've been that girl. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Playing all the boys against each other. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think there were quite a... I think it's just because there are so many little moments that they are a little bit hit and miss. But I think there, there are quite a few little things like that, um, funny moments throughout, even if they're not, you know, again, the most... And I agree. And I don't... Yeah, and and I completely agree with that. And I like I don't I don't even like particularly hate any of the vignettes. Like I hate that it's a film. Like it just kind of makes me mad that this was a film. I felt like I was kind of duped. And I looked at the sure. box office afterwards too because I know that these films are incredibly successful um, in Japan. And this one was a box office bomb. Like it didn't even make back all of its money that they put into it. So I was like, I imagine there was some bad word of mouth and people were like, do not go to that movie. But I mean, I wasn't there. I can't say for certain, but I'm going to jump to some conclusions. Anywho. <laughs> You're so vindicated by that box office performance. Um, oh, I was, it was. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. In terms of the, the scene that made me laugh the most is, uh, it wasn't that funny. It's just like, I don't know, like the scene where, um, like it, it's during the the moments where they've lost Nanako at the um, at the shopping center, and like they're, they're just they're just like stuck in traffic on the way home, and like a song comes on the radio about like a lost kitten or something, and the mother just like bursts out crying, and then like it's just like again they're not like it's not like the wittiest thing in the world, but like I don't know, just that moment made me laugh. Uh, but in terms of actual favorite shots and sequences, sequence probably is. I mean, the whole sequence at the beginning is probably a favorite, but I guess the moments where mm-hmm. they're sort of like, I don't know, bobsledding or losing or whatever they are, like together, and then it sort of pulls out and they're on their wedding cake, and you can sort of see them still losing around, bobsledding yeah. around, while in the background there's the old lady telling the story of, um, you know, what marriage is like. I mean, and that sequence goes on for a very long time, and you think it's over, and then they sort of come back to it. Um, but that that imagery of them on the cake. It's just like a very beautifully done shot. And it's very interestingly framed as well. That's probably my favorite sequence. Favorite shot. Um, there's just, I think they do interesting things with light. I think that's what I enjoyed most about the animation. Like, cause you can't necessarily tell in this sort of style when it's sort of like light or dark, but I think in the shop, there's like a shot where they're coming home from the shopping center like when they've lost Nanako, they're coming home to like find whether Nanako has gone home. And it's just like, there's like a little bit of a wash of blue over the screen, which sort of indicates that it's sort of dusk. And then you sort of see like the lamp light sort of cutting through that a little bit. And it's like a very soft light. I know all the lighting and like lights and headlamps and torches and things like that, I find very beautiful in this. And it sort of, it makes you wonder sort of like how this was sort of drawn and created. So that's probably my favorite shot. Just like, it's just like the car coming home. And I just like, 
I looked at it and I'm like, oh, that's a really interesting way of showing night and day in, in a format where that might not be obvious. Um, shall we get to our Takahata criteria? What are your thoughts on how this deals with environmental concerns out of two? No, uh, zero. I gave you it a one. Expand? Well, no, you obviously think there's none. <laughs> I get, because of the grandma character and all the stuff about like the people littering and she's like picking up rubbish and things like that. Um, it's, it's a small thing, but it shows that in this universe, there are some characters um, who care about the environment and that are concerned with them. Yeah, exactly. Literal environmental concerns from the characters. So I gave it a one, but that's um, it's definitely no Mononoke um, or, or Pompoko. Or, <laughs> Um, comparison uh unique animation style what do you think i would give it a two yeah same i mean that's you there's there's no movies i mean his final movie because this is his second last but his last one which comes many years later is a little bit sort of in this style not this not the comic bookiness but the sort of watercoloriness of it it's like a, and it's like a little bit sketchy so you'll okay. see that but i think you'll enjoy that movie a lot more than this one um distinctly japanese narrative what do you give it um oh that's oh that's hard because we've been talking about how it's pretty universal i'd give it a one because there are a lot a lot, a lot of aspects that are Japanese. I mean, we see their everyday Japanese life, like sitting at their tables. They talk about sushi a ton, the ginger thing, which we were both like, what the hell does that even mean? Um, so I think that there's that, but but I still, I could find myself in a lot of like the vignettes that we were seeing. So I'd give it a one. Yeah, that's, I mean, for the reasons you said, that's sort of hard to rate, but I still gave it a two because it's literally, you know, the, it's a uni- it's universal, but it's also very Japanese at the same time. It's, it's, it's literally just this Japanese family and their yeah. life. Um, now, whether you know how different it would be for like the Simpsons to be doing the things they'd be doing some very similar things, but they'd also just the context of everything um, would be just like a little bit skewed. So, and like you know, you know whether you know the importance of you know the like the grandmother character who lives there, like compared to like. Abe Simpson or something who like they throw in a home and they don't give a shit yeah. about whether like, but now she's like in some ways the <laughs> matriarch of the family more than the mother, you know, she's often cooking and cleaning for the family and she, she owns Speaking the property. Struggle ganaf, ganaf. Yeah. That was good. Uh, yeah. So like just things like that, which, you know, it's not, it doesn't mean that Western societies don't have grandparents, but I think the way they're treated, like she's treated is a very Japanese thing. Um, and, you know, the time yeah. spent with her character, I think, yeah, something that we wouldn't really have in a less Japanese narrative. So I gave that a two. Um, what about interest in the passing of time? Um, interest in the passing of time. I would give that... Oh, that's... These ones are kind of hard. I would say... You always forget what these criteria Again, are. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one. I always do too, but I'm going to give it a one because... Although it is a series of vignettes, which in and of themselves have a lot of time between them, I don't see a lot of growth in the in just the characters themselves in terms of like the the magnitude of time going through. Like they're all they look they're all the exact same age by the end. 
So it kind of like, it kind of feels like it's been all these things have happened in like a timeless universe because I don't imagine they've all happened like in the the past, like three months or something, but they don't, they specifically the kids, like the kids don't age at all. So I give it a one. Yeah. I don't mean, um, I think I started giving it a one just because like compared to a lot of his other movies, it's, it wasn't quite as much of a focus, but then I ended up giving it two because I thought back to that sort of speech at the beginning about, and, you know, we, we, you know, we see the children sort of being born um, and it talks about, you know, the life of a relationship, obviously not time necessarily in, you know, going from, you know, birth to death, but in terms of, you know, a life cycle and, you know, what happens, you Mm. know, in the time we have with each other and things like that. And then also, again, like I mentioned, you know, all the characters are, you know, like, in most families or of different ages, there's sort of, you know, there's a scene with the grandma and like her friend who's dying, which is like a, a weirdly like dark scene, the way it sort of turns. There's sort of like, you know, there's a focus on, you know, what life is like for her as a grandmother and then what life is like as, you know, a parent and what life is like as a child. So I, I feel like time is sort of touched on in that sense, as well as sort of, you know, this is what we do with our life sort of essence of time. Um, you know, these things aren't happening. Like you said, these things are sort of happening in a timeless universe, but they also, by that virtue, they're not happening, you know, within a week of each other. They're sort of happening, you know, over time, if that makes sense. I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel that sort of touched upon um, in the things that I mentioned before. So I, I'm giving that a two. Uh, and the very last point, mm. a focus on food. What did you give that? Oh, I'd give it a two. There's a lot of conversations around food in that family, damn. Um, I mean, I even mentioned the stroganoff moment. That kind of made me laugh, too, even though it was just a stupid play on words. But, (laughs) um, um, yeah. And, you know, the mom wants her tempura and soup when she's sick. And the daddy eats that banana like unpeeled when he's drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a weird yeah, thing. I'd give it a two. How about you? I gave it a one. Um, <laughs> We're like so opposite today. That's good. It makes for more conversation. Um, I just feel like, yes, it, it's a one for the role that food and like dinner and all that sort of plays. Um, in family life, but I don't think beyond that there was enough of that for me or it wasn't quite as important, I don't think. Um, similar yeah, to the Yeah, it wasn't like an emotional connection to food. Like, Yeah. Like I gave, I think for only yesterday, it's like similar to the way food was used in those um, sort of flashback sequences, just in the sense of them all sitting around the table and like, you know, where they were sharing the pineapple and things like that. I gave that too though, because I thought I looked at food also in the sense of the farming, but in this, there's only sort of that one element of just like food as something that yeah, is true. a time when family get together and are as one, which is why um, we see it so much in these things, but I still gave it one. So altogether I gave that an eight. Do you know what you gave it? I gave it a six. Ooh. And movie score. Let me. What do you think I? What do you think I rated this movie? 
It'll be in in your bottom three, probably. I'm trying to remember what you gave some of the others. I don't know. I'll say... Yeah, I don't even remember what I gave some of the others. It might be less than this, but I'm going to say four. Yeah, it is less than that. I give it a three because I don't think that it... I don't think that it... Um, I don't think it gets a good film. That is not th- that's not saying that the content isn't good. I just don't think that the medium of film was necessary for this content. So I give it a three. So How that's about a you? nine out of 20 for you. No, you have to guess mine. <laughs> um, I think that you gave it a seven. I was tossing up between seven and seven and a half, but I ended on with seven and a half. I just think it's really cute. I just really, I enjoy watching it. I think Ooh. it's like, it's fun enough and the animation is interesting oh, enough. Baby girl, right when I started this movie, I was like, oh, Nick loves this one. <laughs> and not like loves it so much, but he enjoys this one. It seemed very much so like what you would enjoy. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's my least favorite Takahata and it's, it would be in the, definitely in the bottom third or quarter even of all these movies. But um, obviously mm-hmm. we're watching, we're doing this series because I like most of these movies um, quite a lot. So that's uh, a <laughs> score of 15 and a half for me. Same as Princess Mononoke. Obviously not as good a movie though. Um, in terms of connections um, with other Takahata movies, even though I think all of his movies are very different from each other, visually and in terms of Mm-hmm. tone and genre and plot this feels probably the most different of all of them do you i mean apart from the sort of family life that you can again sort of connect to the family and only yesterday sort of like a young you know a young you know, young children you know in a fairly contemporary um city setting uh i don't think there's a lot to really connect these what, what about you? Do you see a sort of a connection? Yeah, no, that's what, literally what I was just going to say. I was just going to say pretty much the only connection I... I mean, like, we could try and dig deep, but I'd have no interest <laughs> in digging deeper into this film, um, is the familiar connection to, like, Only Yesterday. And and the idea that these kind of felt like memories in and of themselves. I mean, they're little vignettes, so they reminded me a lot of the memories in Only Yesterday. Yeah, but not quite as good a movie for you? <laughs> nope. Not... The content was fine, but it's not a good film in my eyes. So let's leave it there then. I will talk to you next time when we discuss Miyazaki's 2001 film, Spirited Away. I'm excited. Bye. Bye.